Mom always liked you best. You watched television in the late 1960s. Probably remember that line from the old Smothers Brothers comedy hour. At some point in almost every show, Tom Smothers would say those words to his younger brother Dick. Mom always liked you best. And it almost always got a laugh. But my brothers and sisters, real life favoritism as St. James indicates in our second reading today, is anything but funny. Just ask some of the Olympic athletes from our country from 40 or 50 years ago. They know this, unfortunately, by their own personal experience. Now, it's true, in every Olympic Games, athletes, a few athletes will complain about the scores that are given to them by judges in their respective events. But nothing in the recent past compares with the scoring injustices that took place four or five decades ago when communism was alive and well in Eastern Europe. Some of you can remember those days. You'd have American athletes, for example, performing great routines in gymnastics and other sports. And the U.S. judge would give them a 9.8 out of 10 score. The French judge might give a 9.7. Canadian judge a 9.5. But the judges from the Soviet Union and the other Soviet bloc countries would give scores in the 7s or the 6s. Now, to be fair, sometimes it worked the other way around as well. Great performances by Soviet athletes were sometimes purposely underscored by U.S. judges and judges from other free Western nations. But only, which only serves to illustrate how difficult it is for human beings to be impartial. Unfortunately, the problem of showing partiality was not unique to the mother of Tom and Dick's mothers and to judges at the Olympic Games during the Cold War years. The temptation to show partiality is a temptation that every human being faces constantly. The words of St. James in today's second reading are a challenge to us in this regard. They challenge us to acknowledge this temptation and to deal with it. Listen again to St. James's words. My brothers and sisters, show no partiality as you adhere to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if a man with gold rings and fine clothes comes into your assembly, and a poor person in shabby clothes also comes in, and you would pay attention to one, the one wearing fine clothes, and say, Sit here, please, while you say to the poor one, Stand there, or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil designs? Now, speaking of distinctions, I think we need to make an important one at this point between Partiality and preference. Every human being has certain preferences in life with respect to other people, and there's nothing wrong with that. We have certain people in our lives that we like more than others, people we're closer to, people with whom we have special relationships. There's nothing wrong with those kinds of preferences. It's a normal part of our life on planet Earth. The problem comes, however, when others suffer specifically because of these preferences. That's partiality. For example, in the situation St. James describes in this text, the problem was not that the rich man was treated so nicely. The problem was that the poor man was treated badly precisely because the rich man was treated so nicely. Because we are weak human beings who are tainted by the effects of original sin, it's very hard for us to be impartial at every moment of every day, in every circumstance of life. In fact, I would say that only God himself 
is perfectly impartial. We, on the other hand, can be very influenced, whether we want to admit it or not, by things like money and power and fame and social status. St. Peter, the Apostle, came to understand God's perfect impartiality during that controversy in the early church over whether or not Gentile men could become Christians without first being circumcised. So he said in Acts chapter 10, I begin to see how true it is that God shows no partiality. Rather, the man of any nation who fears God and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. St. Paul came to the same conclusion, so he wrote in Romans 2, With God, there is no favoritism. So for the Lord, impartiality is the norm. For us, sad to say, it's often the exception and not the rule. Which means that for us, it always needs to be a goal. It needs to be a goal that we strive to attain each and every day if we really are serious about living our Catholic Christian faith. And one of the keys to reaching that goal of impartiality, or at least coming close to it, is to try to see other people as God sees them. Why is God totally impartial? It's because he sees each of us, he sees all of us, from the same perspective. He sees us all through the very same lens. doesn't matter if we're rich or poor, powerful or weak, famous or infamous. When the Lord looks at a human being, any human being, from the moment of their conception, he sees someone created in his image and likeness. He sees someone that his son Jesus Christ died for. He sees someone that he loves with a perfect and eternal love. Our tendency is to have a much less positive perspective on people, and especially on people who aggravate us, cheat us, mistreat us, who aren't important in the eyes of the world, who aren't very smart or very well-dressed or very clean, or who lack some other personal quality that we place a high value on. We tend to see these people in a negative light, which of course leads us to show partiality to others whom we find more appealing. Obviously, therefore, overcoming the sin of partiality is not easy. It takes prayer and practice and a lot of effort. It involves training ourselves, really training ourselves, to look at every person we meet and think, this is someone created in God's image and likeness. This is someone our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ poured out his blood for and died for. This is someone who the whom the creator of the universe loves with a perfect and eternal love. If Mrs. Smothers had had those thoughts when she looked at her two sons, Tom and Dick, she certainly would, would not have liked her son Dick best, presuming that she really did favor Dick over Tom. If Olympic judges 40 or 50 years ago had had those thoughts when they evaluated athletes from other countries, they certainly would have been fairer in their scoring. And if the Christian mentioned in this passage from St. James' letter had had those thoughts when he looked at the poor man who came into his church that day, I'm sure he would have treated the poor man with a lot more dignity and a lot more respect. Dear Lord, we ask you for the grace of this Mass to help each and every one of us succeed where these others have failed. Help us to see everyone, even our worst enemy, as you see them, and thereby avoid the sin of showing partiality.